You are listening to Give Grief a Chance, and I'm your host and advanced grief recovery specialist, Diane Morgan. And these podcasts are all about bringing grief awareness out into the world, because even today, my friends, grief is hidden and it's tucked away. So come along and join me on this journey. Let's start to bring grief out into the open and maybe you'll be brave enough to give your grief a voice. This is episode 218. Hello to all of my lovely podcast listeners and welcome to this week's episode. I hope that you're all doing really well and as always I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who takes the time to listen to these podcasts and of course I'm going to give you a quick reminder about my journal which is called Giving Grief a Voice and it's a beautiful gift that will help to guide and support you through your grief. It's filled with writing prompts, breathing exercises and self-care tips and you can find it on Amazon. So on this week's episode, I'm talking about grief and the afterlife. And this topic has intrigued and comforted so many people for centuries because we humans have been fascinated with the afterlife and the unknown forever. Now, many cultures and religions hold beliefs about what happens when we die. And while these beliefs vary widely, for many people, they often provide a sense of hope and continuity, suggesting that our connection to our loved one endures. Whether it's the idea of heaven, reincarnation or other spiritual concepts, Exploring these perspectives can offer comfort during the grieving process. So how do beliefs about the afterlife influence us? We'll look at how such beliefs can provide solace, a sense of purpose and even a new perspective on life and death. However, I know it's important to remember that people's beliefs differ and not everyone subscribes to the same notions. And as a grief coach, I often encounter clients with varying spiritual backgrounds. So respecting their beliefs while offering support is crucial. So when a person we love and care for has died, the sense of their presence around us can be very comforting to those who are grieving. And of course, not everyone who is grieving believes this is possible and that's okay to each their own. But I know for many that the thought of their loved one's energy that's drifted off to another dimension and become another form and that their spirit lives on has brought so much comfort to them. Now, Rosemary told me that after her husband, Tony, died, she decided to meet with a medium. And she said, honestly, I never really thought much about the afterlife. But after Tony's death, I wanted to see if it was possible to connect with him. After weeks of searching and gathering up information from people who'd been to many different mediums, I found a person that I wanted to work with. 
Stella was in her late 40s and talking to dead people was her job. So I arranged to meet with her. And as I walked through the door of her house, I immediately wondered if I was going crazy in my grief. But after about 10 minutes of sitting and chatting with Stella, I began to feel at ease. We took a moment, we closed our eyes, we took in a deep breath and became present. The room was cosy, dimly lit and a candle flickered on a round table in front of us. Now, I had told her nothing about Tony, not even his name, because she didn't want to know. And somehow that actually made me feel more at ease because she had no idea with whom I wished to hear from. Within about five minutes, she started to describe him. She told me his name and how he died. And I was in utter shock and disbelief after what seemed like 15 minutes, which, by the way, was over an hour. The very last message she gave to me from Tony was, I love you, Dinky. And I nearly fell off my seat because that was his affectionate name for me and absolutely no one knew about it. I was so blown away. Tears flowed and flooded down my face. I, and I felt this huge sense of relief wash over me. Something shifted within. Four months later, after meeting with Stella, I decided I was ready and I wanted to live my life again. The comfort of knowing that Tony was okay made me realise that I had a life to live, even if it was without him. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. He had been my world. He was my soulmate. But I felt that I should live for both of us. And in my heart, I knew that Tony would want me to find happiness. And you know, the thought of death somehow didn't frighten me anymore. I started to have a different outlook on life. And I believe that one day we'll meet again and that gives me a huge sense of relief and comfort. Now, in countries like Thailand and Cambodia, houses are built outside of the homes to provide a dwelling place for spirits. There are elaborate ceremonies and offerings and parades held to honour and appease these spirits, which in turn creates a bridge of communication. Now, many Native American Indians have profound beliefs about interconnectedness of all life, including those who've passed on. Some of the rituals like smudging with sacred herbs, storytelling and creating plates to honour the deceased. See, these practices allow ongoing communication with loved ones and ancestors as a recognition of their continued presence. Muslims believe this life is a temporary one and that there is eternal life that follows death because when a person dies, their soul moves from one world to another. Buddhists believe that when someone dies, they get reincarnated, completing the cycle of life, death and rebirth. 
Spiritualists believe that the afterlife or spirit world is a realm where spirits continue to evolve because their souls take the consciousness with them. And that means that they can interact with those still living through mediums. So as you can see, these types of practices reveal the human desire to honour, remember and connect with loved ones who've crossed into the next realm. And of course, there are atheists that do not have beliefs. Many say that a belief is not a fact, but an unproven wish. And so they do not believe in any form of existence after death. To them, it's the end. However, for most atheists, it is important to make sure that their death is comfortable so that their loved ones do not suffer. So there we have it. Grief is a profoundly individual experience. There's no right or wrong way to grieve and our beliefs about the afterlife play a pivotal role in how we process our loss. And it's essential to remember that there's no one size fits all approach. What brings comfort to one person might not resonate with another. Each of us has to embrace beliefs that feel right for us and finding solace in the afterlife is a deeply personal choice. But what matters the most is the sense of peace and healing that these beliefs can bring. As we continue to navigate our unique paths through grief, may we honour ourselves and others by respecting the individuality of our beliefs. And of course, embracing diverse viewpoints enriches our understandings of this universal experience. Okay, you lovely people, that is it for this week's episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it and that it was helpful for you. Now, if you'd like to find out more about my services and programs, please visit my website, givegriefachance.com. There you can drop me an email, ask a question or share your story via voice message and I'll be happy to play it on the podcast. Plus, you can book a free chat with me. While you're over on my website, why not check out my free gifts to you? Because if you're having trouble sleeping, then there's a guided meditation to help you sleep. And if you're feeling confused about this grief thing, there's a grief recovery ebook with 61 tips on the experience of grief and how to move through it. And if you're ready to put pen to paper in order to get those thoughts and feelings out of you, then you might like my fillable grief worksheets. So please feel free to use them. And if you'd like to purchase my journal, then you'll find a button to click, which will take you right to Amazon. Okay, so if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate it, like it and share it. And if you feel like it, come and join me on Instagram at Give Grief a Chance Coach. And last but not least, I'd like to invite any women who might be struggling with their grief to come and join us in a safe and nurturing group on Facebook. It's called Life After Loss with Diane Morgan. And I would be honoured if you would come and join us and give your grief a voice. Okay, my friends, take good care and have a wonderful week. <laughs>